Brought to you by Feitner Productions. From the Unreasonable Doubt Studios, in association with Feitner Productions, this is Laying Down the Law! With your host, Billy DeClerc, and co-hosts, Kristen Drenning and Curtis Rutherford. Featuring a jury of genius jokesmiths and paneled with the help of Publishers Clearinghouse, auditors from the firm of DCH Lottery Management, and selected by random draw from a hermetically sealed mayonnaise jar every Tuesday and Thursday at half past never. Only a madman would bring these people together to construct an entire virtual world of law and order simply to tear it asunder with ruckus laughter. That madman is attorney Billy DeClerc. The result is a podcast blasted to the farthest reaches of the interwebs. That podcast is this one, and it starts right now. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, a comedy podcast hosted by me, the Ozzyman Dias of Legal Dias, Billy DeClerc. And I'm co-host Kristen Drenning, actual lawyer, storyteller, and improv teacher in Austin, Texas. And we have a guest today who is one of our favorite recurring guests. It's actor, comic, and professional wardrobe stylist in Los Angeles, California, Pia Smith. Hey, welcome back, Pia. Oh my goodness, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I miss you guys when I'm not here. Oh, we miss you when you're not here too. Well, Pia, it's just so funny. Um, You know, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page for you and one of your credits, apparently Kristen left out and there's a credit here referencing Terry Shields, uh, an American known primarily for being the parent and manager of actress Brooke Shields. Now, how does Terry Shields fit into your personal professional bio? Oh my goodness. Well, um, even I was surprised to learn that when minors are uh, doing anything that is even associated with nudity on set, there is actually a nudity wardrobe advisor who simply stands in the wings and just sort of instructs the young person as to how to imagine themselves with clothing on so that they do not feel conspicuous. So that is how I actually, uh, I actually had a working relationship with Terry Shields because of her young daughter who, you know, uh, sort of come back into our uh, spotlight recently because her young daughter, she was often doing some nudity that now we're, now we're, now we're sort of looking back at that with a different set of eyes. Yeah. 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 I, I do. I do see that. And I, you know, I think we would have all felt so much better had we known about your involvement with her, oh. with her mother, Terry Shields, with the imaginary clothing. I, I was there all, in the that's wing. Some, that's the story that needs to be told is the imaginary clothing story. It really goes a long way toward an actor's comfort. So yeah, it really does. My job is very, very, very important. Well, thank you for sharing it. with us that very, very real professional credit that was in no way randomly generated. <laughs> Um, I'm thrilled to have you back, Pia, as you know. Uh, this is a case involving the risk of golf balls. The case of Yoneda versus Tom, first of all, is a 2006 case in which the Hawaii Supreme Court ruled that the plaintiff, who was hit by a golf ball, could not recover damages from the man who hit him in the eye with a golf ball because when one plays golf, one assumes the risk of being hit by errant golf balls. The court explained in that case, quote, hitting a golf ball 
at a high rate of speed involves the very real possibility that ball will take flight in an unintended direction. Well, in 2009, Paul Sanchez, a 67-year-old golfer, learned how true that was in Manchester, New Hampshire. He whacked a ball down the fairway only to have it return the favor by ricocheting off a yardage marker, coming straight back at Sanchez, hitting him in the right eye and injuring him severely. Sanchez's attorney explained that the ball hit Sanchez before he could even, pardon the expression, blink. Real attorney, real quote, folks. (laughs) Not sure if the humor was appreciated by uh, Mr. Sanchez. Nevertheless, according to the court records, the ball shattered Sanchez's right supraorbital ridge. It may have injured his eye permanently as well. The article Uh, It's described as leaving him blind in one eye and saying that he had blurring or total loss of vision. Of course, something for an attorney to choke about. Yeah, kind of a big or, right? Yeah. So Sanchez sued the golf course as one does. Um, The name of the golf course is Candia Woods Golf Links, saying that the course was negligently designed and the owners failed to warn him of the risks. The markers were allegedly too rigid, thus allowing ricochet and that they should not have been placed in or near the fairway. He also complains that there were no warnings posted in the pro shop, tee boxes, or scorecards, apparently warning if you hit your golf ball straight into a hard surface, it will come right back at you. I'm not sure what warning would have, would have helped him there. The lawsuit also contends that golfers should have been told that these markers were removable and could be removed during play. Apparently, that would involve someone running down the fairway, removing the markers, setting them to the side. And then, you know, the uh, I guess when your Sanchez of the group is going to hit the ball, whatever way he's going to hit it, you know, at least he's not going to get he's going to take somebody else out instead of himself. According to Mr. Sanchez's lawyer, a golf expert was consulted before filing a lawsuit to make sure it was legit. Lawyer uh, said, this isn't a frivolous run it up the flagpole and see who salutes kind of thing. Of course, Candia Woods is known as the friendliest golf course in New Hampshire. Um, forgive my forgive my uh, ignorance, but how did this end up in the Hawaii Supreme Court? Ah, um, that was a confusing intro. There were two different cases. Oh, the case okay. in Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yoneda versus Tom is another case, um, okay. which explains the general principle that when you are on a golf course, you can get hit by a ball. Ah, okay. Uh, that's a general, a general case, in, you know, in in Hawaii. Sure. You get hit by a golf ball when you're golfing. That's to be expected. And this is another case in which a golfer actually hit himself with a ball. Oh, as so, one is wont to do. Yes. As right. one does. As yeah. one does. I frequently hit myself with a golf club mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because I'm that bad. So now, yeah. why is this the friendliest golf course in the world? nation where well anytime you hit a ball at something they're like right back at you (laughs) oh i walked right into that that was nice (laughs) he was waiting that was a trap okay (laughs) wow good one (laughs) or you could say uh it's friendly because uh if you were to give up any activity in which balls fly at your face you'd have to give up your social life to lose the quote uh, clueless (laughs) or it's friendly because the balls greet you right you know Right, right. That's right. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's a, today's that's a legitimate key. clueless quote. Quote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but is there a real the reason week- that it's referred to as the friendliest golf course? <laughs> well, let's just see what the internet tells us. Now, I'm just curious 
in either of these cases, do we sort of know the skill level of either of the victims, I'll call them? Sure, sure. Well, in the case of the victims, the one hit by the golf ball, I think Mr. Yeah. Sanchez could be um, considered subpar. Okay. <laughs> it's not exactly a pro move to hit yourself in the face with your golf ball. Well, okay. I know I'm, mm-hmm. I, I always end up on the side of, you know, of the quote unquote victim, but I, I think he's got a point. I mean, if the balls can ricochet off the marker and come back and hit anyone, I don't know if, if they're safely, but okay. M- later for that. But, you know, I, think he might have a point he might have a point maybe they shouldn't have put the maybe they should have angled the markers 45 degrees so that they would take out somebody else entirely yes and that could be a Mm -hmm. whole other sport (laughs) it's like a it's like dodgeball golf version (laughs) in the case of yoneda versus tom it uh we don't know the skill level of the person who was hit um Mm. Or the person um, who did the hitting, rather, I guess. The person be. did the hitting. Guessing the person who not caused great. the damage. I'm guessing also, not great. I'm assuming that the judges in that particular case in Hawaii were not particularly sympathetic to the golf tourist uh, as a... As, uh, ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the out-of-towner. Good observation. Yeah. You know, you come, you come to Hawaii, you know, and go to a luau, have a couple of glasses of blue Hawaiian punch with rum in it, and then you hit the go- hit the links, right? And boy, do you hit the links, right? You, and the links hit you, and the yeah. links hit back in New Hampshire. Right. The links hit back. Maybe that's what makes it the friendliest golf course is that no one's intentionally aiming at each other. At mm-hmm. This particular golf. Course. It's just like it's just like the golf course is like you're so bad, we're taking you out. It's just the golf is <laughs> the golf course itself has become. Um, you know, sentient. Oh yeah, maybe there's like a sense of camaraderie. It's like a band of survivors, basically. Of mm-hmm. all the golfers yeah. yeah, sure. All right, who's ready for the case of the week? Oh me, I am. Case of the week: Geddes versus Mill Creek Country Club Inc. This is a case out of Illinois Supreme Court. And for those of you who are looking this up in case books, it's 751 Northeast 2nd, 1150, a 2001 case. This case also, not coincidentally, involves golf. It was chosen for that reason. Or the other cases were chosen because this one involved golf, because this is the real one with the piece of resistance. So the plaintiffs, Larry and Choying Geddes, filed a lawsuit in the Circuit Court of Kane County, Illinois, against defendants Mill Creek Country Club, Inc. and American Golf Corporation. Here are the facts of the case. The plaintiffs owned an agricultural and landscaping business that took up 16 acres in Kane County. The border of their property was adjacent to the fifth hole on the defendant's golf course. So they alleged intentional trespass and intentional nuisance because the defendant golf club caused and allowed golf balls to continually invade plaintiff's property. For example, they collected 2,128 golf balls on their property between the 1996 and 1997 golf seasons. Wow. Kind of a lot. Uh, again, in Illinois, you can't golf year-round. Uh, New Hampshire, you, you can golf year-round. That's a joke. Mm, nice. Good one. Um, 
So they they sought actual damages and punitive damages, as well as an injunction to permanently close the fifth hole that was adjoining their property. We have what the lawsuit's about? Yeah, just that the golf balls were landing on their property. No damage or anything like that. Just constantly, constantly having golf balls land on their property because the golfers at the Mill Creek Country Club are terrible golfers, as demonstrated by the fifth hole. 2,000 golf balls, so that's a, over two seasons, that's a 1,000 golf balls a year. Let's say the golf season is four months. That's like a couple of golf balls a day. Every other day, you got, an, you got another ball land on your own property, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes none. But it's basically this constant barrage of stray golf balls landing on the property, although mm-hmm. it's 16-acre property directly next to the golf course. Right. Okay. So, so the golf sounds petty, but okay. Mm-hmm. It is <laughs> it is petty. I mean, you know, it's probably annoying to have golf balls landing. And as you know, as we've learned, getting hit by golf balls on the golf course is part of the risk. Getting hit by golf balls if you own property next to the course, different question. A totally different question, but that's not the question, right? Because so far that mm-hmm. they're not alleging that. Right. They didn't actually get physically hit. It was just invading their property. So a nuisance claim is a claim that someone's interfered with your property. Okay. All right. The golf course was developed um, by Shodine Inc. and its president, Kent Shodine, who owned the country club. It was part of a planned development covering 1,450 acres that took 10 years. And much of that time, there was a period of planning and negotiation, including the plaintiffs who were there first. So they build this de- development. You've probably seen these developments where they have, you know, the golf course, and then you've got the houses on both sides. If you go to Palm Springs, there are a lot of these. Sure. Um, the plan provided that the rear lawns of single family residents would adjoin the plaintiff's Western boundary. So the houses would face the fairway, but the plaintiffs objected to the houses. So then Shodin testified that he offered the plaintiffs a choice of the housing or a bicycle path, or a fairway. And the plaintiffs chose the fairway. Mm. So Shodin rearranged the golf course according to their demand. Very accommodating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plaintiff Larry Geddes actually supported Shodin's plan at a county development planning committee meeting and urged the committee not to change it. The plaintiffs claimed that they had not negotiated any specific use of the property. They just wanted assurances that their own property would not be affected. On June 3rd, 1994, the plaintiffs and Shodin signed an agreement providing for an eight-foot fence along the property line to be installed when the golf course fairway that borders the Geddes Western property line is constructed. So they negotiated, the plaintiffs negotiated for this eight-foot fence. It also provided that there'd be a landscape border along the fence built at the expense of the golf course and no bicycle path along any border of the plaintiff's property and no houses within 100 feet of plaintiff's property. Okay. Plaintiffs agreed they wouldn't protest the development as long as Shodin complied with the agreement, and Shodin testified it would not be possible to change the fifth hole because of all the approvals that was required from the government agencies. This is after the fact. So one of the things they asked for is he has to change the fifth where the fifth hole is located. Basically, all these golfers are overshooting the fifth hole, and it's landing on their property. And so they said, you got to move it. And he said, I can't move it because I would need to get like all these government approvals. Now, for those golfers who listen, the fairway was 300 feet wide, running at an angle to plaintiff's property, not pointing toward the property. 
and was separated from the property by a 40-foot rough. The defendants claim that the golf course actually increased the value of plaintiff's property. So the 300-foot wide fairway and a 40-foot rough, meaning that the balls that are landing on their property aren't aimed toward the hole. Sorry, I said overshot a minute ago. That's wrong. These are shanked. These are balls that just go, you know, when you like when I hit a golf ball, it like goes up and then it just flies off sideways. <laughs> I'm not sure based on the description whether it's a hook or a slice, but it's either a hook or a slice. Uh, I need to brush up on my golf terminology, but I get yeah, it. A hook, a hook or a slice is when, it, is when it goes sideways, not straight. Okay. Okay. Unintentionally. Um, so again, this mm -hmm. is bad golfing. This is bad. These are bad golfers. Yes. Okay, okay. They're aiming for the fairway and they're, they're shanking it so bad. It's going, instead of landing on the 300 foot wide fairway or the 40 foot wide rough, it's going completely over the fence completely and sideways over and over the fence, over the eight foot fence. These be some crap ass golfers. So I'm seeing a solution. <laughs> the plaintiffs testified that they knew nothing about the game of golf. And if they knew anything about golf, they would have objected. So the trial court held that the golf course wasn't a nuisance and that the plaintiff's request to enjoin all use of the fifth hole. Okay, enjoin, it means get an injunction or an order forcing the golf course to change the way it's arranged. And this is the heart of the case, really, is that the request was overbroad and inequitable. And it was upheld by the appellate court. So we're now at the Supreme Court of Illinois. So this idea of this claim being inequitable has to do with the type of role that the court is performing in this type of a case. So an injunction is called equitable relief, which essentially means fairness, right? Just like the word equity or equitable means, it's, it's being fair. And so the rule that comes up in this case is a defense to equitable relief. It's an equitable defense. The equitable defense is called equitable estoppel. What estoppel means is you're prevented from doing something based upon your conduct. Estopped. E-S-T-O-P-P-E-L. Estoppel. And so in this case, the trial court said you're estopped or you're, there is an estoppel. It's inequitable to award you this relief to move the fifth hole. Because under the circumstances, what you did prior to this lawsuit being filed makes it unfair to make the defendant move the fifth hole. What he what they did prior was agreeing to this. The agreements and the negotiations and all the okay. stuff that all the stuff that happened. So basically the court says it might be a nuisance. These golf balls that are landing on your property, they might be a nuisance. They might be annoying. And in another situation, somebody who has golf balls constantly landing on the property might be able to sue for a nuisance. But in your case, plaintiff, I'm not going to let you go forward with this because of what you did before the lawsuit. You're bad. You're bad, plaintiffs. So you don't get equitable relief. There's a saying in a related doctrine called unclean hands. Ooh. And it says the person who requests equity must come to the court with clean hands. You can't be responsible or somehow have participated in the thing that you claim is unfair or inequitable to you if you've behaved inequitably. Okay, totally get that. Is there a way 
that the plaintiff could have seen into the future and known that there might have been unskilled golfers that would caught like you know what i mean like was isn't this how would they have known i'm sure when they agreed to mm-hmm. went through all those negotiations they did not know that these golf ball you know what i mean they didn't how could they well, have known this as a shorthand i'd say you you're when you're negotiating you would look at the value of the things they're offering not to do in exchange for having the golf course there and if it's like oh they're not going to let other houses built be built nearby and they're going to like forego a bike path that probably is because there's something pretty bad having to do with that golf course hole uh, being there you know what i mean they couldn't prevent they couldn't totally prevent a golf course from being built on this 1450 acre development okay they 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 didn't have that amount of leverage but remember that the the developer Shodin came to them and said look we're going to what we're going to do is we're going to put houses there and so the houses are going to face the golf course and then the backyard of the houses are going to come up to your property and the Geddes said no 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 you're not putting any houses there Mm-mm. and he's Got like it. okay okay all right now obviously houses are bigger than a 40 foot, you know, I don't know that how big the lot would have been, but it might've been more than 40 foot deep. And what would have happened to the fifth hole is it would have been further away from them probably because you would have had the fairway and then the rough and then the house and then the backyard and then their property. So the golf balls would have been hitting the house of the people who chose to live on the fairway of the fifth hole of a golf course. And they would have no reason to complain because they bought a house, presumably because they felt the golf course increased the value of their home. The Geddes were there first. And so the developer says, look, there's going to be golf balls. Okay. So we're going to put houses. So, you know, the, the golf ball will have to fly. They're going to hit golfers going to have to shank it so bad. It's going to go off the fairway over the rough, over the house, over the backyard <laughs> and into your property. So it would have been gone way further. So that would have been far more rare because it would have like, broken a window on the house or hit the roof or landed in the backyard or the, you know, the, the house is, you know, it's going to be a few feet tall. So that's going to be a pretty significant barrier. They didn't want that because they didn't want, they didn't want an obstruction on the backside of their property. Got it. So what they chose ki- kind of presumed then that there would be golf balls landing on their property occasionally. They should have known is what the court's saying. And, and, and the, the, the bike path, similarly, it's not explicitly in the case here, but Presumably a bike path is going to be about 10 feet wide and they're not going to build a bike path where the little kids on the little bicycles are going to get hit by golf balls. Right. <laughs> so he would have, they would have, they would have had 300 foot fairway, 40 foot rough, 10 foot bike path, plus a buffer zone, plus a, plus a fence. He said, no, 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 no. We don't want children with their awful little bike horns and their little dinging bells and their flags and, you know, whatnot. And their, their laughs and shrieks of joy. I don't want that near my property. (laughs) Can't have the happy children on bikes. It's gotta be just the golf course. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, they asked for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Right. So here's the rule for equitable estoppel for those of you taking notes or perhaps trying to get some kind of continuing education credit. The rule of equitable estoppel, it's a six-part rule. Six beautiful parts. Mm-hmm. And again, so this is this is a defense. When you have an affirmative defense like this, what an affirmative defense means is even if the plaintiff proves everything in their case, I as the defendant can prove these other things, which 
means even if you win, I still win because I proved my defense. A classic defense people are familiar with is the statute of limitations is a, is a defense most people are familiar with. And that is if you, let's say you have four years to bring a lawsuit for breach of contract. I breach your contract. You know, I borrow 10 bucks from you. I promise to pay it back. We write a, we write an agreement. I don't pay you back your 10 bucks. Five years go by and you sue me. I say, sorry, statute of limitations. Doesn't matter. You waited too long. Ha ha ha. <laughs> okay. So even if you can prove that you lent me the 10 bucks and I signed the agreement and I promised to repay you and I didn't repay you, you've proved your case, but you wait too long. So my affirmative defense in that case is statute of limitations. So that's what we're talking about here is an affirmative defense to the equitable claim for an injunction based upon a nuisance. So the court basically is saying, we're not gonna even consider whether these golf balls are a nuisance or whether that's an interference with your property. Nuisance is an unreasonable interference with property. We're not even gonna think about whether these 2,128 golf balls are an interference with your property. We're gonna look at you, plaintiff, because the defendant has claimed equitable estoppel. So here are the six things you want to prove if you are a defendant and you want to beat an injunction based upon something the plaintiff has done. Number one, the other person misrepresented or concealed material facts. Two, the other person knew at the time they're making these misrepresentations that they were not true. The person who is claiming the estoppel didn't know that they were untrue. Number four, the party who's making the representations intended or expected that the here the defendant would act upon the representations or rely upon them. Five, that the defendant, the party claiming the estoppel, reasonably relied on the representations in good faith to his or her benefit. And finally, it would be unfair or it says it would the party would be prejudiced. What prejudiced means in the legal context is that it prejudges your claim or it harms your claim unfairly. So the party, the, the, the party claiming the estoppel, here the defendant, would be prejudiced unfairly by the reliance on the representations if the party who made them in the first place is permitted to deny the truth of those representations. So in other words, this is liar, liar, pants on fire. It's a fraud kind of a claim. I feel like I just got hit in the head with a golf ball. <laughs> okay. So I'll go back. So No, so no, no. I mean, I think I like, I don't. <laughs> you got the gist of it. I get the, the gist, but I think that's the best I'm going to do. <laughs> the basic gist of it is this, is when you say something to induce reliance from someone else, like you, you, you say, you know, I promise this and that and the other. In the case of these golf balls, in this golf course, the court's saying, look, the the trial court said you said it was okay right all right you said it was okay and then you sued him and he said it's not okay all right that's the the basic gist of it plaintiffs had said it was fine and now here you come trying to say and it's here not you come fine. saying it's not fine and you want yeah. to be compensated for the unfineness want, yeah. that you agreed to. Mm -hmm. Well, in this case, they don't, they don't necessarily want to be compensated. They want them to move the fifth. Right. Pole. They want to be compensated in the way and like, making everything, like, they want everything their way. We, exactly. They want everything their way. They said, we had no idea 
No idea. <laughs> no idea that golfers sometimes shank their balls onto adjoining properties. No, we could, could have imagined it. Can you refresh me? What is the what's the business of the plaintiff? What are, what's going on on their property that's it's so sacred they can't have golf balls on it? Land they're landscapers. They do agricultural and landscaping business. I mean, hire yeah. like the teenagers in the neighboring, you know, well, town to come and like remove the golf balls once a month. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like, this is like kind of like one of those, come on, yeah. break people. Super I mean, petty. They, you think there's something they, else going on that they just don't. They just I feel like, like maybe, right? Maybe like they had some sort of dinner where it was like kind of like in a clubby atmosphere and they're sitting in the golf club and they're like, we, we never, we'll never, you'll never see a single golf ball. Believe me. You know, like yeah. they're just like smoking a big cigar. So I don't know. <laughs> you'll be fine. Maybe you'll be fine. There's just... a 40 foot rough. Yeah. Golfers never shank the ball more than 40 feet to the side of the fairway. It never happens. Never. And just to be, I mean, I just want just double checking. There was never any injury or anything like that. It was literally just the, the nuisance that you just. Yes. Yeah. In this case, it's a nuisance case. And basically they're claiming that they can't use a big portion of their property because of these golf balls constantly flying in. Cause they're afraid they're going to get hit. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're afraid someone's going to get hit by a golf ball. So we can't use our property because the golfers are so bad. There's, there's golf balls constantly raining on our property during the season. And we just can't use it because we, you know, we don't know who's going to get hit. And if, you know, and if Joey, the bag boy gets hit by a golf ball out on the back side of our property, because, you know, we're next to fairway and golfers are constantly shanking balls under our property. He's going to sue us. So we can't use that part of the property. Mm. Mm. That is actually not ridiculous. Or is well, it? Well, I think the guy, if they got hit, the golf club would probably have to pay for their medical bills, right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm thinking, okay, if my job has anything to do with me, like being on that property near where I might get hit by a golf ball, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This isn't a cool job. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, workers comp would cover it, but you know. But I mean, that guy who got hit in the eye, like, oh yeah, no big deal. Let me just. <laughs> Let me like, think about it. I mean, you know, like who wants to have yeah, to go it's through not that? Cool. Every it's week not they're okay. falling or every night they're falling asleep blissfully without the sounds of children enjoying themselves anywhere <laughs> near them. They definitely should have gone with the bike path. Mm -hmm. I can say that for like one hundred percent. The bike path. They they definitely regretted that choice. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say golf in general is kind of a nuisance. And mm -hmm. I know I'm alienating a wide swath of my golf playing listenership. Luckily, you lost them mostly when you went that anti-federalist thing. So now it's like, yeah, I went anti-federalist. <laughs> I went anti-Florida one week. Another time I just, you know, completely, you know, I just took out Turks and Caicos like they don't yep. even listen anymore right and um yeah and so now so golfers who listen to my podcast my apologies but you know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it I'm gonna say it golf is a nuisance the only golf that should be allowed is top golf oh yeah top golf is great any golf and top golf golf that involves no walking and hors d'oeuvres delivered to you and you get points, even no matter how bad you hit the ball, you could still get points. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I beat my son, who's like a legitly legit good golfer. 
And I'm just like shanking them every which way. And I'm like, could have got 10 points right there, but I hit it into that little blue area. Pia's like, have you, wait, have you played top golf? Top golf? Uh, no. And now I'm so curious, but I'm like, I don't want to take up time. Well, maybe Top Golf will sponsor this episode. We'll send, maybe. Them, we'll send them on a copy see if they want. So Top Golf is basically like darts. Oh. On a on a you know, see so a driving, so it's like a driving range. Okay. So it's it's all enclosed with a fence. So no worry to the Geddes. It's got a, you know, a a, a 200, 300 foot fence. It's gotta be a 40 foot fence. fence. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you and you so you you instead of being just like a normal driving range where there's just like you get the bucket of balls and you hit the balls and then you go home they have like giant tvs it's set up like a bar basically and they just they bring you drinks and food like a bowling alley kind of and then you hit the balls and instead of the holes being like holes you have to actually hit if you get anywhere close to the hole you get points yeah, there's like big nets and stuff, okay. and then you get the points on a screen. It's kind of like someone's like, "Well, we could take the best things about bowling and the best things about golf and the best thing about darts, and we'll make one thing and call it Top Golf." I believe I it's love a it. Texas original, but I may be wrong about that. Yeah, I think probably, it seems it seems Texas. It's mm. it's a kind where of, can I, I mean, do that in Los Angeles? El Segundo. That's not far. Okay. No. No, and also like if you ever like are super early for a flight, like you're headed out to the airport, your flight gets delayed by four hours and you're like already in the car, you're like, I'm gonna hit me up some top golf, is what I'm gonna do. Okay, now they're and, definitely uh, gonna sponsor this episode. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, is is it a brand name, Top Golf? Or it's a, it's a yeah, com- yeah it's a company. Oh they have one really? in Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Yeah. We have one in Austin for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Are are they open 24 hours? Because that would be a fun thing to do like at like 3 a.m. <laughs> I don't know. If they're open, they're <laughs> I open don't think late. they're a family friendly company. Are, they're open yeah. late. They're open late. The, the, the thing's lit and stuff. It's you know, it's a good place. I might have my birthday party there. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Kind do it. When's your birthday? Fun. November. Oh, shucks. I thought you were a Capricorn, but OK. Mm-mm. Yeah. Scorpio. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm into fun. that. Great. I, I learned Holy. a lot of things today, but the top golf <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> Why don't we can quit? We don't even need to dog anymore. <laughs> well, we don't know how the Illinois Supreme Court. So the question that we're going to present at first via comedy court, and then I'll tell you the holding after our break is should the plaintiffs be equitably stopped from bringing their claim based upon their actions prior to the establishment of the fifth green or the fifth the fifth hole of the golf course or should their nuisance claim be allowed to continue? All right, we'll take a quick break and when we come back, it'll be time for comedy. Court. Here's the story of coronavirus. When the government was clearly unprepared, all of us had heard the dire warnings and we all got scared. It's the story of a world where we all were told to lock down in our homes with lots of hand washing and social distance now we are all alone till the one day when we learned the world surrendered and we had to overcome our doom and gloom we might die alone without some human contact that's the reason we all meet by skype and Scream into the void. 
You're on mute. Live comedy the second Saturday of every month at the Pack Theater in Hollywood. And we're back. Welcome to Comedy Court. The dishonorable Judge Billy the Clerk presiding. Great to see you, Judge. Uh, hope to see you out on the links again soon. Well, if there's one thing I love, it's a good game of golf. What I love even more than a good game of golf is a good game of top golf because I'm terrible at golf. I hit all kinds of sideways balls. I hook it, I slice it, I hit it, I top it. Sometimes I knock it about 10 feet when I'm trying to go a thousand. I'm a terrible golfer. So wow. do proceed. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm already feeling a little, uh, feeling like this is a bit of a sham. You two know each other and you love golf. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, yeah, I do have a disclosure to make. Mm -hmm. I am a member of this particular golf club, the uh, the Mill Creek Country Club. I'm one of the members. I'm on the board of directors. Oh my god! No Are you supposed to like recuse yourself or something like that? Um, let me just check the ethical rules over here, and it says no one would dare question my uh, ah, mistral. Oh my God, I'm being railroaded. It's not fair. Just because I happen to be a member of the golf club and just because I happen to be playing in the club tournament this weekend and just because oh I my God. happen, happen what is to this? love the fifth hole as my favorite hole, in no way am I biased. <laughs> Everybody loves that fifth hole, let me tell you. That fifth hole is oh, the best okay. hole. You can't move it. Wait a minute. Hold on. I mean, who who do I talk to? There's some hmm. other judge, right? Because this is not fair. We are as here in the Illinois Supreme Court. I was going to say procedural posture. Oh, right? Yeah. God! Procedural posture tells us that the only other place you could go is get a writ from the Supreme Court, which is not going to happen. Get uh, a writ of certiorari to the to the U.S. Supreme God. Court. Good luck. This is the kind of stuff they make the movies about. How our system is totally corrupt. You railroaded me from the start. <laughs> I'm laughing about something totally different. Do you read Ziggy? I read the funniest Ziggy this morning, and I'm just <laughs> laughing about that. <laughs> oh but my do proceed God. with your argument. Uh, uh, lawyer on behalf of the Gettys, uh, please, I do want to hear your argument. And <laughs> that Ziggy, he is just so saucy. Oh, love that Ziggy. Well, I mean, I don't even know if it's worth it for me to even go into my argument, but uh, basically, I was railroaded from the start. I never liked golf my whole life. I was told that uh, everything was going to go my way, so uh, that's what I signed up for. I didn't well, no, sign I have a couple up for of questions for you, counselor. I have a couple of questions sure, for you. Sure, sure. All right. My first question is, have you tried mini golf? I beg your pardon, uh, Judge. Have you tried mini golf with the little holes and the windmills and the little, the little, the little All right. So it's and... just going to be all about the, the, the sanctity of golf because I'm just, I'm not, I, this is. This, this, this is not, I, I feel completely, I, I don't feel heard. I feel disrespected. Uh, I feel Your Honor, if I may, 
What the plaintiff is saying is probably not relevant. Let's be real. <laughs> just between you and me. I'm just laughing oh about that. I'm laughing God. because I read Dilbert this morning. Dilbert, that guy is just. He's oh, Dilbert, so you good. You are completely in cahoots. Well, I I'll tell you what. You could be a hundred percent right as a plaintiff. You could be. You could be prove your case completely, and I would still win. Because I got a little Trump card in my back pocket called Equitable Sopo. I'm saying right now that you should not even listen to the plaintiff because I relied in good faith on the on the fact that they represented to me during the course of our negotiations over 10 sweet, earnest, slow, methodical years of negotiating where to put this golf hole, that they would not protest the placement of the fifth hole once we had made this agreement. They said that, and wow. I relied on it. I relied on it. Like any naive young golf course owner would. Oh, that's <laughs> so rich. true. So true. Now I'm not laughing about what you're saying. It's because I've been reading Heathcliff. <laughs> that is this a fat is, cat. I am being laughed at by the judge when you. Oh my god! Did anyone ever consider whether Heathcliff and Garfield should have a crossover comic? <laughs> oh, all the time, all the time, cats. Your Honor. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm. oh, sorry, I digress. And uh, now, I, 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 I just can I listen? I'm listening. All those ten glorious years that we were involved in all these negotiations when you promised me the world. I thought we built something special. My life would improve. You promised me that the women would adore me. You promised me heaven on earth. And that is not what I'm getting. Here's what I promised you. No bike path. Check, check. Uh, no houses within 100 feet of your house. Check, um, check. And I also promised you that probably the value of your home would increase. Check, 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 check. Oh check. my God. Do you understand the misery? Do you even understand what it's like going out to your property and seeing these little white specks just lining the horizon? It is heartbreaking. It's horrible. I'm I do not. I can't. I don't know what it's like because I chose to live uh, near the bike path. <clears throat> oh, God! Do you even understand what this is doing to my psyche? I am <laughs> I'm a shell of a human wanna... being. This is the worst thing I could ever imagine. How could you do this? It is not fair. Move the fifth the hole. Did you see uh did you see today's uh far side? <laughs> oh. I was laughing at the family circus, you know. Oh, yeah. most people don't appreciate the fact that the far side is simply a ripoff of the family circus. Oh. You see, the family circus was the one that originally innovated the one panel comic. Mm. And the mm. far side is just a cheap knockoff. <laughs> I'll say it, you're right. My favorite of all time. Billy, he's always getting lost. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Yes. Oh, um, now um, you uh, the Geddes. Now that that Geddes landscaping agricultural design there by the fifth green. Yes. I must say, I do admire what you do with the petunias. Finding the paths is simply glorious and gorgeous. It would be such a shame to have them ruined by golf balls bursting through the begonia bushes I or agree. tearing down the ivy or perhaps even injuring one of your 
lovely, lovely gardening Exactly. Heartbreaking. It's a travesty. That's what makes the fifth hole so attractive. You see off in the distance a lush Hawaiian-style tropical garden at the Geddes Nursery and Agricultural Design, and I simply cannot allow this to stand. So I'm very sorry. I know I really... It may mean I have to resign from the board of directors of the no. Mill Creek Country Club, but I do think I need to find in favor of the plaintiffs that they should not be equitably stopped. That's I mean, who indeed. knew? You and I blame you man. as the golf president. You should know that our golfers wouldn't be shanking the ball. <laughs> Joining property. Sorry, I'm not laughing about this case. It's just zits. I've been reading zits all week, and it, you know it's both heartfelt and humorous. Hey, well, have, have you ever checked out Boondocks? That's I have. <laughs> Boondocks is just that sly and subtle commentary on the realities <laughs> of modern life. <laughs> right. Cheers <laughs> I to truly that. I do enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know what I really miss. I really miss Family Circle. Oh, um, yes. The family say, I know. It's a shame. It's a shame. They really had to put that one out to pasture. Yeah. I like Calvin and Hobbes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh. And you're speaking of the, you're speaking of the comic, not the um, right. Protestants. Right. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Well, I mean, if you can, st- if you like Protestantism, I mean, I guess, but. <laughs> Your Honor, I would just like to say that, um, we're hurt. We're, we're genuinely hurt. We thought we'd built a beautiful relationship with you. We believe that you were a, a member in good standing of the club. I thought we thought you understood the, uh, the the care with which we took to preserve the pastoral beauty of the fifth hall by not building a bike path and placing it immediately next door to a landscaping and nursery. And now we're very hurt and feel betrayed. It's an unfair justice. It's unjust. Inequitable. I think it's just. I think he did the right thing. I think he's the best judge. Judge, you're all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and enjoy the golf course, and I'm going to order them to move the fifth hole closer to Geddes Landscape oh. and Agricultural Design just so we can appreciate your begonias. That'll be the ruling oh. of the court. Actually, so we accept that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Gilbert. This Pirate is the Victor. first day of my life. So We're here in the hallway of Common Court here, and we have the litigants. Uh, just a brief interview. Um, <clears throat> you, attorney for the Geddes, I didn't catch your name, but can you tell us just a little bit about how do you feel about the ruling in Judge DeClerc's courtroom today? Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm super depressed. I'm, I'm, I'm at my wits' end. You know, at first, you know, the judge and the, they were like laughing at me. They practically like laughed me out of the court. But then I saw that the judge came around and, you know, he was seeing things our way. And then he went and pulled a fast one. I'm just really hurt. It's a bad day. I hear that. I hear that. Oh, no, we got the attorney for the um, the the golf course over here. Now, this seems like the judge kind of went both ways. It was unclear which way he was going to rule. And then at the end, he forced you to move the hole, but he moved it in an unexpected way. Well, Comment? this case this case was really about equity, and I'll say that I don't think that the 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 purposes of justice were served because there's a lot of paperwork involved with moving that fifth hole. No matter if it is, in fact, very fair that it is getting closer to the Geddes's property, which is all that they deserve and more, uh, because they very 
they very explicitly decided that they did not want that bike path. But um, but you know what? We're we're willing to accept it as a as a as a as a, bite, a bullet we're willing to bite because uh, you know we hate we we just we just love uh, shanking our balls over on that property. So you know, it's worth it. Well, it sounds like the real winner are the children. That's all for Comedy Court today. We'll be back next week. Hey there, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, no, can't help but notice, but you've got a beautiful piece of property here, a beautiful piece of property, just lush and unspoiled. Uh, I wanted to love it. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, you got no neighbors around for miles and miles and miles. No one who can hear you scream. I mean, who could, uh, object to a a golf ball or two flying. Come on over here. We have a, a a nice, uh, a nice gent here complimenting our property. Claire bell. Yes. Totally trustworthy. What, what can very beautiful, my very beautiful unspoiled piece of property you've got here. Very remote, lots of space around you. I got to tell you something. I've got my eyes on it. I would love to take this beautiful unspoiled piece of earth and put a golf course on it. Well, Claire, well, you know how I feel. Yeah, you know how I feel about the game of golf. I can't stand that game of golf. Oh, but honey, I think this is different. Oh, it is different. It's not just a golf that we're selling here. It's a lifestyle, a whole lifestyle. We're being bringing in a whole bunch of homes, single family homes, oh. along with the and, and a bike path that children will be playing around. It'll be just like a neighborhood will bloom overnight right around you. Oh, Rodrigo. It sounds yes, wonderful. Yeah, give us the rest of your sales pitch. It sounds amazing. Now, the only thing that'll be is that there'll be a constant, ever-present danger of terrible head, uh, uh, brain damage at any given moment. That's the only downfall in this serene paradise that I pro- that I propose to you. Well. Well. Hmm. Honey, what what do you? I mean, we might be able. It's to a tempting that. offer. I mean, you seem rather taken with this gentleman, Clarabelle. Well, I am known as a wheeler dealer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Talker, I mean, really? Mm-hmm. Rodrigo, I think that this gentleman has a real, he just is so kind and everything that he says just rolls off of his tongue with mm-hmm. such a delightful flair. I think that we could live with a couple of golf balls in our midst, causing potential brain damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, Can sir, I-, I will tell you, I will tell you, uh, sir, if there's one maxim I live my life by, it's this one. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, so, Rodrigo. so if my so Claire Bell wants a golf course and potential brain damage to make our house her dream, well, she's going to get what she wants. Oh, that is just you what got I love to hear. A deal here. Put her there. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, uh, um, but but before we shake hands on this, uh, sir, um, mm-hmm. I didn't catch your name. Oh, I have many names. You know, oh. people call me all kinds of names, names, uh-uh. names, names. Can I offer you this juicy, ripe, sweet apple? Check <gasps> it out. Just have a bite. You'll love it. Let me tell you. And it comes without any brain damage. <laughs> Just a little gift from me to you. Wow. Well, now I just, I just have, I have one query. Um, on Rodrigo, you, uh, 
you back me up on this or mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean honey I just love the way you fuck on your hatred of golf just for me you're so amazing but uh nameless sir uh, I do mm-hmm. want to know if by any chance we decide that we are not happy with this deal mm-hmm. we would definitely be w- willing to rearrange the golf course to suit our needs is that correct Oh, now, 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 Miss Miss Clarabelle, I love your asking questions. That's great. And we've got plenty of time to court and dance because mm-hmm. I'm willing to protract these negotiations as long mm-hmm. as it takes. Mm-hmm. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, mm-hmm. once we set that golf course down, well, you may as well consider it burned into this earth, a permanent bargain, one that cannot, even under force of law, be, uh, oh. be rescinded. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> well, that's that's certainly. Uh... Bizzle my beezle, bub. I think I'm convinced. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. <laughs> Mark Mummis, I'm on board. <laughs> well, uh... Shiver my dickens. I certainly <laughs> do agree. Honey, you're so witty. <laughs> Where do we sign? I mean, well. Since- if you don't mind, we we prefer we like to seal things up real nice and official. Like if I could just have a droplet of each of y'all's blood, then you guys get to be official club members for eternity. Hmm. Oh, well, well lovely, lovely <laughs> Lucifer. Let oh. me lick off right here and just here we go. I'm sign me up. I will play golf. Uh, you know, as they say, happy wife. Happy life. This makes you happy, right, darling? Oh, indeed it does, darling. I just, well, I hope we don't live to regret this. <laughs> Never. Your, your laugh, it, it kind of reminds me of something, maybe something I saw in a movie <clears throat> with a, with a, with a, with a person with horns who was, was Beetlejuice. 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 Oh, mm. But I think the creature lived like down below, below the mm. earth. Is it getting hot in here? Gosh, my, 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 my. Let's talk about this bike path. Do you guys love children? I notice you don't have any. Now, these kids are going to oh. be like a constant train oh. of bike horns. You're going to know. Oh. You're going to know there's kids around all the time. It's oh. going to be as if they're crawling on your walls. Oh, well, um, <clears throat> Now, honey, uh, see, this is... Yes, Clarabelle. Now we're, uh, well, um, see, now I'm starting to have some second thoughts. And now that you've gone ahead and signed on this, uh, now I'm, I'm getting a little bit nervous that uh, this might be a little bit different than what we thought we were agreeing well, to. Now, Cl- now Clarabelle, when, when, when we said our vows, I distinctly remember one of them being, if you do something stupid, I will do it too. I do oh, believe that was one of our vows. Was that all right? All vows? right, honey. I love you so much. I would do anything. You, I would do anything that you did. Anything, anything stupid. I'm, I'm here to support you. You, you guys know. are gonna love Perdition Mills. It is one of the world's friendliest golf courses. <laughs> okay. Well, I uh, guess I'll go ahead and add my, add my signature right next there to the love of my life. Okay. Oh, honey, I just hope we don't live to regret this. Cut to Perdition Mills 10 years later. 
Hey guys, <laughs> who's in the mood? This way. Hmm? Who's in the mood to shank some balls? <laughs> shank some balls because I am the demon Diablo. I go by Diablo because I'm a demon from Spain. And I believe in a stopple. This is why I'm a diablo. <laughs> we will go shank some balls into the that farmhouse over there. <laughs> 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 I'm Beelzebub, and I'm ready to shake some balls right over this eight-foot fence. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> Dr. Faustus has got a heck of a slice. Heck of a slice. Heck of a slice. <laughs> Did mm-hmm. they think that an eight-foot fence would stop Beelzebub from shanking? <laughs> stop talking and start swinging. <laughs> oh, ho, there goes one pop fly right over. Oh. I'm aiming, I'm aiming right for their doorstep, right where that lady likes to come out and get her paper. <laughs> and I think I got the husband. I think I got a right in the eye socket. <laughs> My turn. <laughs> um, are you guys almost done? Uh, I, I'd like to get at the fifth hole, if at all possible. Oh, I did, sorry. Uh, I did uh, sell my soul for this uh, for this golf club membership. So, uh, all righty, cool we'll to get step to right up. Link. Squeeze on in. We okay. got to join our foursome. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a real shot at this, guys. I really wanna I really wanna to really get this in. Uh, whoop! Oh shoot! I lost Whoa. yet another ball. Seems like shoot. they're shoot. Did you say shoot? <laughs> no, you're supposed to only use curse words. Ah, away. Someone used a half-assed curse word. Ah, gosh darn it. <laughs> All right, I'll take another hit. <laughs> Shoop. Oh. oh, you got to aim right for his head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I now call into into order the uh, the town association of perdition uh, farms. Uh, we have uh, some complaints about the newly erected perdition mills golf club. Uh, I would like to recognize uh, some of the town's members who have specific complaints about the golf course uh, as it currently stands. Uh, if one of you would like to speak, uh, feel free. I yield the floor. Okay, I'll speak. I have uh, very specific complaints about the newly erected Perdition Mills golf course. I'll tell you, uh, as a, when I was told that they were building it, I thought it would be a great way for our children to get out of the home and onto the bike path. But I'm now told that the bike path is a corrosive, sulfurous material that will irrevocably harm and burn all children that attempt to ride their bikes on it. And I think that's pretty gosh darn unfair. If, if, if you've fully finished your speaking, I would like to also politely speak and, and politely complain about this uh, Perdition Mills golf course without offending anybody, if you don't mind. It's, you know, when we were first sold this uh, 
when we were first sold this opportunity of the Perdition Mills Golf Course, you know what? We were led to believe that it was going to be warm and beach-like, but it's just hot and sulfuric, and 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 they they have a a pond that's filled with uh, gases and fumes, and and it's uncomfortable. It's 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 doggone near offensive. I, I'll say it. It's doggone near offensive, and and I I feel it's it's almost gone on long enough. Almost as though one of us maybe ought to take a stand of some kind. Perhaps maybe somebody would do that. I don't know. Maybe I would be the one to do it, but somebody might do it. Uh, I, 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 I just would mm-hmm. like to say a few words on behalf of the addition of the golf course in our town. <laughs> I would just like to say that it provides me with comfort and with recreation. (laughs) And I'd like to say I've improved my target practice, if you will, since becoming a member. I know it's an unpopular opinion (laughs) since everyone seems to be here in support of the golf course. I would Mm -hmm. like to say that I would like to see it stay here for all eternity. Um. Motion for her, the Perdition Mills golf course to stay here for all eternity, totally unchanged. Yeah, I'm not sure. Are we voting? Are we voting for it or against it? I don't know. I feel like we're that just, man was very persuasive. Should we just go along with what the demon-looking yeah, person is saying? Definitely. Just kind of just flop over and drop our opposition. Don't you? That seems like it's the best thing to do. I think that's the only way. It's the only way is absolutely correct. <laughs> That's Join the That's golf me. club. You'll have lots of friends. <laughs> Are you looking for a new vacation spot? Are you tired of going places like Hawaii or the Bahamas where you can be hot but cool off in the water? Want to go someplace that's really, really hot? You should check out Perdition Mills Golf Course, where they have pools of fire, very compliant citizens, and golf that's hotter than Hades 365 days of the year. Perdition Mills. Perdition Mills. Afterlife you've been waiting for. You only have to pay with your soul. Come on down. Perdition Mills, Perdition Mills, Perdition Mills, Perdition Mills, Perdition Mills. Who wrote the jingle for Perdition Mills? I have to talk to them. I feel like um, we're we're not executed. We don't. We're not. We're not bringing I mean, the message home. I feel like you're always criticizing me, Mom. I was like. I, I had my Casio keyboard and I, I felt like I worked really hard. And then it kind of just hurt my feelings because you well, said it wasn't good. And you look, said I could write a musical jingle for the commercial. It needs to include some sort of obvious notice or warning that if you go to Perdition Mills, balls will fly at your face or something like that. Otherwise, it's not a useful warning for everybody who when they who visit. Mm-hmm. I mean... I know it's hey Sam. I was just checking out this super cool TikTok, and it's all about 
like everybody's making up these new jingles for this place called Perdition Mills. And it's super, oh super cool. Oh my God. Let me see. Oh, oh that's so cool. Well, can you re remix it? I'm going to, you know, like this one is like a, a rap one. Perdition Mills. Perdition. Perdition. Perdition Mills. All you got to do is sell your soul, sell your soul, and you're in for reals. I like that one. Wow. That, that is a really a cool one. one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Wow. Oh, um, my God. I just uploaded it, and I got, like, 50,000 likes in, like, half of a minute. Wow. Oh, my God. That's and amazing. Cool even commented on it. What did he say? No, Wayne loves my TikTok. Oh my God. I would sell my soul to get 50,000 likes on TikTok. Oh my God. Don't talk like that. I mean, you know, you don't want oh. it. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, literally, I would sell my soul for 50,000. I'm not, this is not a joke. Uh, I couldn't help but overhear you. Uh, <laughs> I oh, was just hello. wandering by. I happened to be mm -hmm. hanging out sort of outside your bedroom window. No big deal. I'm no a guy deal. about town. Uh, I wanted to offer you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> really? I'm listening. Tell us. I'll give you a jingle worthy of uh, 200,000 followers. <gasps> 200,000 followers? Dude. Oh, I we would sell my And also both of my arms. That's that. exactly what we want because we need your arms to serve as markers on our brand new golf course. Oh, well, I don't know who's going to hold my phone for me, but maybe I can just use my toe. Okay, here we go. I'm going to do a jingle and then you better, you better keep this promise, mister. That's all I'm saying, because I want those 200,000 TikTok followers. I think we okay. can trust this dude. I think, he's, I think he's the real deal. I mean, there's nothing creepy or weird at all with someone lurking outside the right room outside of the window. Yeah. Out. That's not weird at all. It's not uh, look, weird. It's totally convenient. Just when we needed him to show up. I am I know, very like personable. So, it's so personable. It's so personable. There should be more adults like you that hang outside the windows of teenagers. That said, I'm going to do my jingle now. Perdition. Go for it, dude. Perdition. Perdition Mills. Perdition. Perdition. Perdition Mills. It's the golf course that's better than H-E double hockey sticks. Perdition, perdition, perdition Dude, meals. That is fire. That is fire. And, oh, yeah. should I do like some sticker and emojis? I, okay, I'm going to do like a little emoji and then I'm going to do like a little thing. And then I'm going to make like, oh, I'm going to put this little, <laughs> I'm going to do this little reaction from Joe Biden where he like raises his eyebrows. Okay, there we go. And send. Uh-oh. You got banned for having too many robot followers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Wait a minute. You oh. said you totally oh. promised, dude. Oh, I know you're so trustworthy. I gave you the followers you asked for. I just didn't give you human followers. Oh man! Oh, it smarted by a lurker again. Oh, my oh so terrible! So not cool. I know this is the worst day of my life. This is terrible. I feel like he totally misled us, ripped us off. I think hey. we should post about it. Don't you think we should post about it? We should totally warn everybody else about this like total like scam that's going around about like 
uploading some jingle for Perdition Mills. Uh, I'm going to equitably stop you from doing that because I, in good faith, relied upon our dealings here where oh, I offer you something yeah. and you made the jingle and you're making the jingle tells me that you relied on me and my promises. And here we are. And oh, 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 oh. Oh. your hands are tied. You can't say anything. Ripped off. Oh. Tradition, tradition, tradition mills. That was pretty catchy. Thank you, I think. All you gotta do is sell your soul. For reals, for reals. That Wait, was are you recording on your TikTok right now? Wait, keep it going, keep it going. Don't listen to them. Perdition Mills is bad. And and then someone tried to trick us. They were lurking outside our window. Save yourself. And um, okay, now send it quick. Upload it. Save your soul for real. Okay, okay. Oh. Oh man, I got blocked or banned or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, that thing that happens to people when you're not who use TikTok because to, yeah. we totally know. Yeah. yeah, we totally know because we're teenagers and we totally know how to use TikTok. We totally do. Don't you know that I control the social media, Perdition Mills, a wholesome golf course for everyone. Oh. Don't listen to the teens. Oh man. And the moral of this story is sometimes you swing and miss. Sometimes you swing and miss. That is that is truly a, something that we can all learn. We can all take it to town. Sometimes you swing and sometimes you miss. Well, that's our show for this week. I want to thank Kristen, uh, my co-host, for being here today. And I want to thank Pia for being our returning Yay. guest, one of our most frequent and most favorite recurring guests. Glad to have you here today. Before we sign off, Pia and Kristen, where can people find you on the internet, socials, et cetera? Uh, people uh, have been clamoring for me. So I, I have now finally have Instagram. It is at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot, or no dot, just K-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-R-E-N-N-I-N-G. On the Instagram. And you have a show, don't, is that right? Every Friday at seven o'clock, uh, my team rendezvous does the close quarters at a cold And that's town. in Austin Texas. Austin, Texas. So if you're, and do, you don't have a live stream yet, but you will soon. I hope so. That would be amazing. I think that's in the yeah. works. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Pia, where can people find you? Where can people reach you? What uh, do you got going on? Uh, on the internet, you can find me at, at Pia Minsky style. That's on the Instagram. And then coming this afternoon to TikTok, probably the same handle. Yeah. Because I'm a teen. Oh, yeah. I know how TikTok works. Because we, <laughs> we know how TikTok works. Totally we clearly know what we're doing. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and, yeah uh, go ahead. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't have a show coming up, but I will. I'm All right. That's awesome. Well, I'm Billy DeClerc. I'm the host. And you can find me at Comedy Lawyer on all the socials, including TikTok. I once did a post that had 20 views. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So that's that's our show. Thank Yay. you so much. And let's say bye. Bye, everyone. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>